I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. We're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. What's up, beautiful people? It's hump day. Not Thursday, but hump day. Hey, for hump day. Hey, do y'all remember that commercial? It was like, yeah, Mike, something Mike with this, it's hump day. And it had the camel. Y'all, they said you want to be funniest commercials to me. I'm probably sure I didn't describe it well, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, and you're going to feel me. Uh, haha. But yeah, so today is a big day. Um, it's been a crazy, super amazing and big month, actually. It is May the 15th, 2019. And that is significant because the Purpose Professor Limited Liability Company turned three on today. Yay! Rah! I, I, wish, I, I wish I'd do that sound effect to do the claps in the background. But yeah, anyway... Um, I, y'all know I love to reflect, and I had just been deep in thought about everything, um, why I'm doing what I'm doing, what it means long term, um, how the past three years have been, and what I'm looking forward to for the next three years, and 30 years even has been on my mind. Um, but let me give you a little bit of background first about the Purpose Professor Limited Liability Company, because a lot of people don't even know that what I'm doing is you know, company like, um, yes, I have the motivational speaking as a part of my platform. And of course I'm an author and I have this podcast, but I put myself under an LLC because I felt like what I was doing would eventually outgrow me as an individual. And I wanted to have the business to reflect that thought and to reflect my feelings about what I hoped to come of this journey of mine. Um, so I, I typically tell people that I have a personal development and entrepreneurship entity because what I do through the Purpose Professor Women Liability Company is really centered around helping individuals in personal transformation spaces um, and being motivated, being encouraged, inspired, uplifted, you know, those happy words, the empowerment will probably be the, the big nutshell of it. And the other part of it is really talking about entrepreneurship, but also promoting it and supporting other individuals who are looking to go into an entrepreneurial space as well. So it is uh, with these things that the purpose professor functions. And so I go by the purpose professor because I am the purpose professor. And to give you even more background, um, and it's actually the same week as a really big shout out to Bill Johnson and his team down at the University of Carolina Greensboro, because the idea that I had to become the purpose professor actually started when I was at a conference um, there doing purpose work in order to help retain students in higher education. And what they do at the conference is kind of take you through, not even kind of, they take you through the same activities that a student will go through that you'll be advising and it helps you to even manifest and realize some of your own dreams and potentials and thoughts. Um, and I'm actually excited because this conference is expanding beyond what it's been to where they are taking it to another level. Um, 
I mean, in the coming months. So it's going to be from a small, um, very close-knit thing on UNCG's campus to being off campus and run um, in a space that accommodates more people because it's continued to grow and grow and grow. So shout out to my friends at UNCG who are the Purpose Navigator crew, um, the Dream Dean and, and his team. Now they are probably like, can, can you get this right? It's the Life Design Catalyst program to be exact. So there we go. Life Design Catalyst. And for those of you who don't know, I am actually uh, have a certificate in being a Life Design Coach. And so when I do purpose work, um, a lot of things that I've done over the course of, of my experience has actually stemmed from this particular time in my life when I realized more what my purpose was, but not just that, how I wanted to pursue my purpose um, and, and what that looks like. And actually me being the purpose professor is because something we'll talk about later in the show um, is because of me leaving room for change and finding my space. But we'll touch on that. But yeah, so I um, want to talk to y'all about three not three, tripping, right? Nine lessons that I have learned about entrepreneur at the three-year mark. And I'm sure every year, you know, I will learn something more. I reflect and, and it'll be something deeper to share. But this is especially for those of you who are considering entrepreneurship, you're new to entrepreneurship, you're in entrepreneurship, and if you want to leave entrepreneurship, um, whatever it may be, I want to give you my perspective as, as a woman, as a black woman, as a married woman, as a first generation college graduate, especially um, as somebody who's coming from a higher education background and transition into entrepreneurship. And I actually did so like straight transition, like all the way out. Like I didn't um, slow creep my way out. I took a full leap. But why I did is because I had the support of my husband and the support of my community, um, especially, but it was definitely something that I needed to do. I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur, let's say that, although I long had a pull and a draw to entrepreneurship, I didn't truly pursue it because I didn't necessarily know how to or what to, why to, where to, I didn't know anything to do. <laughs> so being where I am now, I still find myself fascinated um, and by how much I've learned and how quickly I've learned it. And so I am incredibly grateful for this journey, for this experience. And again, just want to give y'all nine lessons. And I've taken these nine things. Y'all know nine is a number. Okay. So definitely have taken these lessons to really try to just sum up um, some of the things that I've gotten that I want to pass on to you and that maybe you can pass on to some of your, your people, you know? So let's dive in, friends. Um, lesson number one, please understand the importance of building relationships. Relationships, 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 they matter. Um, something that I know that you all have probably heard and somebody's even told me, people do business with those who they might like, know, and trust. People do business with those who they like, know, and trust. Um, I have actually taken a step back from doing a lot more social media marketing in the past few months. And that's because when I sat down and looked at what was happening in my business that's allowed it to flourish, um, how things have just manifest for me, it's really come from the internal relationship that I have. So when they say your network is your net worth, they don't just mean that in the space of working at a company. That's very true probably the original truth of entrepreneurship that, you know, in anything that I found myself doing, be it that it's a speaking engagement, or if it has been somebody buying my book or connecting me with somebody for the podcast, I want to say a good 85, 90% 
um, of those leads and referrals and connections have come from other people. So as you're starting out, I say be active, be social, be excited about um, social media spaces, but don't get so frustrated with social media marketing. It is a science. People have old full-time jobs around social media marketing. And I mention that because I know a lot of people, including myself, look to social media as their first space to want to grow their business. But I would actually challenge you to begin um, within. And when I say begin within, I want you to think about starting with your your circle of, of influence, so people that you have worked with, people you have good relationships with, people who are in your sororities, at your churches, um, some of your former mentors and mentees. Start with those individuals when you think about building your business and tap into those people who may fit your profile um, in, in terms of building relationships. And if you're trying to build new relationships, because again, something I wish somebody would have taught me or, or, or helped me to understand better in terms of building new relationships, give them time. And when I say give them time, you may go to a brunch and meet people. So that's one good way to meet people. Um, go to a conference and meet people. Or you may be on a blog and somebody reaches out to you. But I would say when you're thinking about building new relationships, don't expect anything before you give. Um, and I, when I say that, don't look for something to come to you that's, oh, you know, well, why are you not ready to buy my product to do this? You really have to build a relationship and relationships take time. Um, there are some relationships that I'm just now getting comfortable with asking people for support and I've known them for four or five years. Um, so people that I've met, you know, somewhere in between time, in the meantime, and not every relationship that I've come across or a person I've connected to has actually been somebody who I wanted to bring into my entrepreneurial space. So um, so give them time. And I can't tell you that three months should be your mark or four years should be your mark. I think you'll know when you feel comfortable because I actually have one friend. Um, I'm going to shout her out, Amber A. Rich um, of the For the Love Millennials podcast. And she and I met and in a couple months. You would have thought we'd known each other for years, but yet it's about the relationship and how we both invest. And that's the other thing. When it comes to building relationships, don't be the only person to invest in an entrepreneurial relationship. Um, make sure that you're getting as much as you receive. So you want to definitely give and be there to help, but don't take it, be taken advantage of either. And you'll know, you know, you'll know when the relationship is not balanced. So just be mindful of that. But relationships are still still king. So build your business. Like I say, grassroots is the way to go. And over time, other things will come to you, like the social media thing, the, you know, people are reaching out to ask you to come in and speak and, and do things, whatever it is you want to do, looking for your product. But um, the reason that, and I look at it now, a lot of the reason that I have engaged in some of the spaces I have is because somebody knew somebody or knew something. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. I'll do this. Okay, I like that. And that's not to say that people who, you know, that you reach out to that you don't know won't be receptive. Um, and that they won't be supportive of whatever it is you have. But I don't want you to feel extremely disappointed or let down when those strangers, for lack of better words, are not responding to you like you want them to respond. Um, and I say that because I tell you very, very early in my career, back in the day when I was doing this whole I'm going to be a coach thing, I reached out to this lady and was asking her, you know, to get on the phone with me, just like a 10, 15 minute conversation. Y'all, that did not go over well at all. But I didn't know better. I'm thinking to myself, you're on the internet, you can find people. Sure, we do want to talk to you and, you know, coach you and help you out and give you some quarters, give you some advice. Um, but I soon learned that people that don't know you, 
are definitely, in a lot of cases, um, not willing to talk to you and not interested. And that situation turned out to where even ended up being like a, a social media um, debacle, for lack of better words, where she subliminally tweeted about me. And that really hurt my feelings because I was like, yo, you know, I really all I did was reach out to you. Um, to help, you know, or get some help in what I'm trying to do. And I didn't realize how large her following was. I didn't even catch her Twitter. I saw her website. So let's just start with that. And that ended up being something that years later, I still care with me. It made me fearful to reach out to people to build the relationships. But it also transformed me such that nine times out of 10, when somebody reaches out to me that I don't know, I'm mindful of how I respond and I try to make time for those people. And some people will say, well, that's a waste of time. I'm not trying to connect with people I don't know. My philosophy is if I'm putting myself out there to be met, I don't just want to be put out there to be seen. I want to be met. I want to be connected with. And so I welcome new opportunities and new collaborations. And of course, I have to do the work. Any of you have to do the work to figure out if this is a good partnership or relationship that you can build. Um, if it's worth the while, know what your internal cues are or what you're, what you're looking for in building. And that could help you decide if this is going to be fruitful or something that's worth me, you know, putting my time and energy to. But unless you let the door open, you won't know. So, yeah, build relationships. Hope I gave y'all enough on that one. And if not, you know, feel free to reach out to me and, and, and talk a little bit more about what building relationships looks like um, for you and maybe some of the experiences you're having, how to better navigate them. But I think you got it. You got it, folks. Um, so, yeah, lesson number two, find your space. Um, it is one thing to want to do everything, but it's another thing to want to do everything and try to do everything for real. And I'm pretty sure that was confusing, but find your, find your space, find your lane and stay in it. And what I mean by that is that you will be very excited about the many things that you can do out here. Um, the many people you can touch, the many groups you can serve. But I would say in finding your space means to find the group that you want to serve, be it that it's a specific institutions or if it's specific people, or if it's something that is, um, I don't know, just, just very unique to what you want to do. So an example would be how I have this first gen lounge space. I found that I kept having this desire and this pool to want to help my people. Um, what you would typically find, and I'm not saying it's everybody, but a lot of people is that they end up coming up with businesses and solve problems for things that they have had troubles with in their own life. So in finding your space, it also may mean your geographical location. That may mean if it is in a diverse space, in a, in a predominantly woman dominated space, that's what married couples know what your space is. And I won't say it's about feeling comfortable. I want to say it's about feeling connected. Um, so in finding your space, you know, how you want to even use your platform, it has taken me years um, and not just three years, right? Haha. <laughs> okay. Professionally, but y'all like, let's go back. I have been speaking for over a decade. So as a speaker, I've been out there over a decade professionally monetizing it, really trying to say, hire me, hire me. Yeah, that may have been the past three years, but it's nothing new to me. So I say that to suggest that find, find your space. So know who you want to serve. Um, and then you figure out in, in what area, what space you want to serve them. And I say that because my focus it typically ends up being first generation college graduates. Um, I love I love the grown folks, but I really, really, really love the college students. So between those two lanes, that's where I, I typically thrive between that 18 and 27, 27 year old. Like, oh, that's a lot. There is a lot of transition that happens within that time frame. Um, and for me, I just find myself naturally attracted to this group of individuals. I tend to um, attract more to 
minorities and women. And, you know, because I feel like, again, it's relatable for me. And it's a lane where while I'm comfortable, I can connect. It's really important for you to be able to connect and engage with your audience. So find your space and your space may change, which leads me to point number three. Leave room for change. Um, my business went from a, I'm going to be a nonprofit, I'm going to coach college students, to I'm going to be a speaker, to I'm just going to do events and workshops, to I'm going to write a book, to I have been doing everything. And then I had a moment, I was like, you need to make up your damn mind, get it together. But I realized that one of the, the greatest gifts of entrepreneurship is freedom, but it can also be for those of you with shiny penny syndrome, it could be um, a challenge. But even for those of you who have tunnel vision, not leaving room for change could be a challenge as well because you don't allow yourself to see new opportunities or to explore new possibilities that could definitely take your your business in places that, you know, could help it to thrive. And then I know for me, um, being someone who has embraced more the motivational speaker space, and I say that because I, I am by nature in, in what I'm doing and as a business, I'm an entrepreneur. But my, my whole dream has always been motivational speaker to share my story about, you know, education as a platform for transformation and as something that helps people overcome adversity and to really like help, as we say now, live their best life, right? But in doing so, I've tried to find different mediums for getting out that message. And over the years, by leaving myself room for change, I went from the coaching space to, okay, now I'm doing keynotes. Okay, now I have the book. Okay, now I have the podcast. And all three of them still help me to very much so fulfill the need, the gap, the, the desire within me to help other people in their own journey of life. Uh, but I had to e let myself evolve to even know um, that that was possible because it wasn't in my plan to write a book. I only ever thought that a book that I would write would be a book of poetry or something like that. And I ended up having um, a whole, I mean, it's still an inspirational book and about some of the lessons that I learned, you know, as a young adult during my college, my collegiate experience. Um, Shaw, Shaw University. Okay. Shaw, you, two class for you. You. Yes, I just did that in my house. I get really excited. Um, I'm really 10 years out, baby, 10 years out. And I mean, so feeling you. So again, I'm like 10 years out, I wasn't thinking about being an entrepreneur. I was thinking about the focus and being in school. So yeah, so leave room for change. Um, and even for those of you who may be in a job situation as well, I would even encourage you to leave room for change because maybe the career that you want or the path that you can foresee for yourself that could be of any good is something that will come from you being in a different space altogether. Um, <clears throat> so um, number four, understand what it means to invest. So for me as somebody who came from... Um, a low CS background. I came up in a, in a household where my mom did everything she absolutely could to support us and to love us, to give us the best that she absolutely had to give us. But that also meant that we had to learn how to be frugal. We had to learn how to be penny pitchers. And moving into business, something that I still wanted to do was pinch every penny I could. And I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing um, at all because it ain't for y'all to be out here like trying to ball out, right? But I will definitely say that in the space that I'm in, I had to understand that it was okay for me to spend money. It was okay for me to invest. 
um, when you grow up in a situation and I don't think anything negative of it, but look at it now when you grow up in a situation, some people grow up not having a lot and they get older and they want to get everything. And then you have other people who grow up not having a lot and they want to save everything. I ended up being the person who wanted to save everything and do everything on my own. But over these past three years, I have learned to baby, let go, let it go, let it go. And so by letting go, meaning to outsource um, some of the services uh, or things that I need for my business to thrive. So, for example, the reason and I would say the primary reason, shout out Gino, that my podcast is out every week and has been for the past year is because of my podcast editor who I can rely on, uh, definitely depend on and trust to have my show edited and ready to go um, for every Thursday. Oh, I would definitely say having uh, my other my other partner, shout out to Marcus, who does my taxes, um, luster tax consultant, put my people on the day. But I, I'm, I don't have time or the full expertise to do my own taxes, but to outsource that and pay somebody to do it, it's worth it. And then um, I haven't told you also, you know, at the three year mark, I'm going to tell you all today on March 31st, I actually hired my first employee. So shout out to you too, Cordelia. Giving everybody a shout today. It's showing love. Why? Because there's been so many people who come into my space and who have just helped me along the way. But in this business partnership thing, I'm like, man, I hired my first person. But for me, it's like at the point of realizing I can't keep up with the pace and flow of my business. I can't be everything all the time to everyone. You learn how to invest. So when you're thinking about your business and what you need, um, think about, is this an investment? Is this something that's going to help my business grow? Is this something that is taking um, taking something off my plate that maybe I'm not necessarily strong at doing? Is this something that's going to help me be better as an entrepreneur, as a business owner? Is this going to be something that contributes to the thrive of, of all of my experiences in entrepreneurship? And so with that, I started to understand that my investments also meant that having a quality logo, investing in my website, um, anything that I could do that would help make my process more efficient, um, even for my customers, my clients, my students. Um, Those are things that I found this is worth it, be it the computer or cell phone. You have to look at things, understand it's an investment and it's about your business. Now, the flip side of that is just because they say, you know, your profit is the money that you have after your expenses are gone. I've been reading this book lately called Profit First and then Profit First. Something that I really like is the idea of paying yourself first. So it really takes personal finance and and blends it into more of the business aspect of how you handle things. So if you don't have room in your budget for certain things, like don't do it to try to impress or to try to, you know, think that you farther ahead in the game than what you are, it's okay to still be building, but also understand that investments are king. And investments um, from everything, like I said, technology to books um, and reading to workshops and, um, I mean, people, human resources, do what you can to invest um, and understand that if it's helping your business, yes. If it's just for the show, no. Oh. Somebody quote that. Somebody quote that and send it to me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Number five, accountability matters. So when I talk about accountability, um, what I have learned that's really, really helped me is having somebody that I can partner with. And by partner with, it doesn't necessarily mean on every project and everything I do. It means having somebody that I can talk to consistently. 
um, to catch it with, to know what I've been working on, to know what they've been working on, to exchange ideas, to to essentially mastermind. Um, and I have different people at different levels of the entrepreneurial game that have, you know, committed themselves to helping me. And our frequency of talking goes from once a week to once a month to once every other month. Um, I say that these relationships for me and these accountability partners really came from natural evolution. Again, somebody introduced me and we talked, we connected, we shared similarities, we started talking more and these things naturally evolved. Um, but accountability for somebody like me, it really, really matters because I like the idea of, um, I don't know, checking in, update, updating. And because I was, I did well in school because I had deadlines and I had to report back. Um, and for me, my internal cue tells me that I don't want to let whoever I'm connecting with, the partnering with, I don't want to let them down. I don't be looking crazy. And so I don't like to feel shame. Let me put it that way. And me feeling shame typically comes from talking to somebody like, dang, I didn't even come through. Man, I didn't make that happen. So accountability partners have really helped me in that. But I think the same for some of my accountability partners. And I have uh, three that are consistent um, and a few others. So I would say between three and seven, but three that are like really, really consistent to where even one of them, we talk almost every day. And I'm okay with that because it's like, hey, did you get this done? What do you know about this? What can you do with that? So we exchange ideas and again, resources. So get you an accountability partner if you don't have one, because yes, you can do it on your own, but you do so much more when you do it together. Um, and then building that trust. So going back to building relationships, at the end of the day, when you're accountability partner, somebody you can trust that you're not, they're not selling your ideas or taking your stuff and that they're going to push you as you push them. Um, because and I don't even say this, my husband is amazing and he is so supportive and he too helps me to stay accountable, but he is not an entrepreneur right now. And because he's not, when I want to talk, 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 nag, 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 nag about often entrepreneur, I have accountability partners that I can just be weird with, <laughs> you know, say everything about business and talk through it and work through it and get through it and not have to even trust my husband out. So for those of y'all who are in relationships and you know you're getting on your spouse nerves or your significant other's nerves, always trying to talk about your business, it's not that they don't want to hear it. But accountability partners are definitely people who can help you because I think for me, we all enjoy talking about business. When we talk, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Have you tried this? Do you know about this software? Have you set this up? Do you think about this automation? I'm using this. What are you doing? So yeah, and that like turns me up. It really does. Number six, consistency is key. Good people, consistency is key. And when I say consistency is key, that is whatever you're doing, keep showing up for yourself. Keep showing up for yourself because what you will find is that in all the things that you're doing, sometimes you will feel like, knock, knock, does anybody hear me? Is anybody home? Is my mic turned on? Um, but I would say keep showing up because for me, I would even say my podcast didn't take off like it did until I started to uh, podcast consistently. So, hey, shout out to First Gen Rise for helping us out, helping us out with that. She's like, yo, you know, why don't you do a podcast every week? And I was like, oh, that's too much work. Mm-mm. But then I realized that not only did I find a lot of joy and excitement in podcasting every week and meeting new people, but my numbers also changed. And you can say, well, yeah, that's because you send, you know, put up a show every week and people are tuning in. Well, okay, if you were building a mailing list, if you are doing speaking engagements, if you are trying to sell a product, you have to keep showing up for people to see it. Okay. And if you keep showing up for people to see it, even if you're just showing up for yourself and you ain't got but 300 people, you know, on your mailing list or 20 people buying your product right now, you keep showing up because if you keep showing up, somebody will keep telling somebody. So, you know, hey, hang in there. You got this. You got this, babe. Yes. Um, number seven, learn, learn, learn. 
learn, 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 learn and learn. So um, nine lessons learned here, learn, learn, learn. So what I mean by learn, stay reading books, stay developing yourself, stay investing in your personal development. Something that is game changing for me is that I have really been invested in investing. And that's in my books, that's in my business, that's in my mind, my health. Um, my physical well-being, learning how to be a better person, learning how to better manage my time, learning the best systems for me, um, learning what times of day I work best and what times of day I just need to chill. So learn, 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 learning from other people. Um, again, going back to the, the idea of accountability partners, sharing ideas, being willing to say, I don't know how to do something, but I want to, I want to know more. And something else I'll tell you, while you're out here building and growing and learning and you don't know it all, your greatest strength is that you don't know it all um, right now because what you do know, you do know well. And then that makes you an expert. That makes you the go-to person. So give yourself credit for what you do know because everything that you don't know, you find people who know it more than you do, who know it better than you do, and you collaborate with those people and you make something of what it is that you have, um, you know, going forward. So for me, learning lately, I have been reading a lot of books on um, personal finance and investment, business finance, um, uh, time management things, a lot of spiritual development stuff. For example, I'm going back through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read The Alchemist, which I keep talking about. It's become easily my favorite book of all time. Um, I have, oh man, what was the book I just picked? Oh, The Go-Giver. Yes, boo. The Go-Giver is one that I just picked up. And that one has been a really good one as well. I think between The Alchemist and The Go-Giver, I found a lot of my energy. I'm going back through Thinking Grow Rich. Um, and I'm also going back through The Four Agreements. So said going back through them because I've heard them on audio. I have skimmed them before. But at this point, I'm like, man, wait a minute. I missed a lot. And for me, I like to listen to audio. Audio was great for when I'm driving in the car and listen to um, podcasts on finance, some of my homegirls, homeboys podcast. Um, so I'm always looking to learn because here I am in my life. <clears throat> Here's one of my philosophies. If it is not helping me grow or to be better, I'm not interested in it. If it's not helping me to develop and to be strengthened in what I am as an entrepreneur, who I am as an entrepreneur, um, as a wife, as a friend, if it's not helping me, I'm not interested. And that's not to say I don't have a social life or that I'm not you know, interested in conversations that are, for lack of better words, quote unquote, regular. But my regular conversation now is around building and development, because if you're not building and developing, you're just kind of existing. That's how I feel. That's my personal opinion. Um, but I say that because at the end of the day, for me, I'm trying to get ahead and getting ahead. I can't do that by being stagnant and by being stagnant. That means just doing nothing, hoping and thinking that something's just going to come to me. So for the things that I don't know, I am learning as I'm, I have a book that should be here today, too. It's called um, Investing for Dummies. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I need to find me a book that's just going to break it down because my next goal is to really start making my money, make money and getting those assets, you know, talking, make money, money, make money, money. Okay, am I still in the song? I'm not still in the song. But if y'all, hey, if you were born in the 90s or any time after that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, maybe it was Get Money. Was it Get Money? Okay, I don't know if it was or wasn't. But anyway, shout out to Get Money. <laughs> Inside joke. If you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, so back to the show. So learn, learn, learn. So take the time to learn. If you don't know, um, there's a book, there's a course, there's a person who does know. There's no reason for you to not know. Okay? Number eight. Good old, great eight, great eight. Getting, getting on through these things, right? So <clears throat> something I want y'all to learn how to do 
is clap for your dance up. Let's try it on three. One, two, three. Are you, did you hear me clap for myself? Clap for your damn self. Okay, here's why. You will find yourself in situations sometimes, especially as an entrepreneur. You are not immune from being disappointed, from being let down, from having people who you thought were going to support you and have your back, not have your back. You're not immune from it. You're nothing special. I'm nothing special. So get in the habit now of clapping for your damn self. So clapping for yourself means... Being able to sit down and recognize the good things that you have done, the wins that you do have, honoring that, embracing it, and really saying, I am proud of myself. Because I, I had a friend, actually, um, shout out to my homeboy, Kimon, of the Ideas to Life podcast. And something that he said to me, even like, oh, so maybe like yesterday, the day before, we were talking, we were doing one-on-one. He was like, yeah, you know, so how have you won? And I know it's important for me to, to think about how I won. But you don't think about exactly how much you have to sit up and think about your own wins. Because as an entrepreneur, um, be it that you are in a business with several people or doing your solopreneur thing, you have to learn that in this point, you are the most one of the most responsible figures in your business. I mean, the business is because you and your business partners had an idea and, and are doing things. And sometimes you want people to see you who are not paying you no mind. But don't focus on the people. Spend more time focusing on what's good and what's right and what's working rather than what's wrong and what's not working and who's not supporting you. But in all things, you have to clap for yourself. Let me give you some examples. You have to clap for yourself when nobody likes your post on social media. And you have to be, hey, did you put too many words on it? Just try that. Try that, for example. You have to clap for yourself when nobody's opening your emails. Hey, 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 I'm just saying clap for your damn self. You have to clap for yourself when you put a product out there and people aren't buying it right away because you did it. You did it anyway. You have to clap for yourself when you put out your new podcast shows, when you put out any new free digital downloads, when you show up to any engagement to speak or to be on a panel. You have to clap for yourself. Even if only one person connected you at the event, even if only two people buy your book, you have to clap for yourself because you are still doing the work. I have been tuned in lately as well to... Um, Brene Brown. Um, shout out to my big sister. We'll be talking about books. And you know who you are, girl. And so she said something to me when we were talking. Um, and, and the idea of Brene Brown and having watched her Netflix series and talking about the power of like, you know, vulnerability. But Brene Brown says something that I, I just learned recently, I heard recently. I was like, yo, she 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 bombed for that. But what she said was, unless you're doing what I'm doing, unless you're being brave, like I'm being brave, you can't tell me nothing, essentially. So the whole thing is that. People aren't doing what you're doing. It takes a lot of heart, a lot of guts, a lot of tenacity. It takes a lot of mental, emotional, and physical space to be in this entrepreneurial space. And so give your credit, yourself credit for every morning that you wake up and you try again. Give yourself credit for every time that you feel like this ain't it. This ain't working for me. I'm throwing in a towel, but you keep pressing forward. Give yourself credit for that. Give yourself credit for being willing to try. And even if you keep trying and you figure out that this is not going to work for you, give yourself credit because people aren't just going to show up and be like, good job. Here's an award. Congratulations. Like people not clapping for you when you just off a contract. You got to clap for yourself. <laughs> and I say you lost a contract because the thing about entrepreneurship is it's just definitely not a perfect experience. And there are things that are going to come up all the time that will really be like, yo, where'd this come from? However, clap for yourself that you keep going, that you keep trying, that you're still you're still willing um, to do what you do in spite of 
what some of the adversities that may come against you. Um, and that's including having deaths in your family. I don't think that I told y'all this. I'm going to just be open about it now. So I guess I'm telling a whole lot lately. Back in 2018, it was October, November. Don't blame me for not knowing right now. I should know, but my mind is in a blur. So you can judge me. That's fine. I don't care. But I had two family members die in the same day. And not because they were in the same accident. One, you know, was killed that morning and the other passed like a couple of hours later. Two different locations. Um, I had an event around that same time. And I actually had two events. And I was stuck between one of the funerals going to be, what's going to happen, me being in shock. And I'm going to tell you it was October because my husband was gone. It was October. He was gone because he went to go finish his dissertation or finish. He went to go defend. And I was at home by myself, me and the puppy, kicking it. And, you know, got a phone call, got a text message. You know, it kind of happened in the opposite direction. Got a text message, got a phone call. And just was feeling shocked. But then I had events coming up as well. So trying to figure out what to do with it. One event ended up having to be canceled because it was the day of the funeral. Lost that contract. We never rebooked, never heard back from the person. And it was all, like, it was okay. Like I had to just like, hey, it was an act of God. So they ended up being excused from that contract because it's in my contract. The other part of it, um, I almost didn't know if I was going to show up. And I said, almost, I wasn't going to show up because I was feeling so hurt and distraught and just kind of like all over the place. How could I bring myself to do this? And then I have to travel to Charlotte multiple times uh, within a, like a four day window, if even four days. And then how things ended up working out was like crazy, crazy. But anyway, in spite of, I showed up to this one particular event and I gave it my absolute best. And that day I still needed to be in that space because it was healing for me to be with that community. Uh, but for what it was worth, after the fact and everything settled, though I had lost the contract, um, I still had an event that was very successful. I had to clap for myself because in all of the emotional pain that I was feeling and all that I was going through in my head and all the traveling back and forth. And it was, you know, one of those, oh my gosh, did this just happen? This just really just happened. What the hell? Um, I was still able to figure it out, but I'm thankful that I had a great, again, a great support network. I had amazing friends um, around me. And my family has been terrific. And, you know, big shout out to my husband, Dr. James M. Hudson. Okay, y'all, y'all know, be showing up a boo. Cause I'm so proud of that. Um, so yeah, so clap for your damn self. But although I said, um, if, you know, if anything to keep going, I would definitely say last thing um, is number nine, lesson number nine, don't quit. So how are you going to say quit and don't quit? <clears throat> Hear me out. Don't quit. You may have to go back and work for somebody else. And that's fine. But it still will give you an opportunity, if you align yourself right, to still do the work that you know you were destined to do. So if you are saying, I need to help the youth, I need to help at you, get at risk youth, I need to help the elderly, I need to help black women, whatever it is, let entrepreneurship be your guide. So then you can become, and people are getting onto the word now, an entrepreneur. So whatever it is you're doing to serve a group or community now that is exciting for you, that is fulfilling for you, that is helping you to thrive and press forward and be great in all that you do, I'd absolutely say to you, don't quit on that dream. Just figure out another way to go about it. Some people get to entrepreneurship and find out it's not for you because you don't enjoy all the responsibility that comes with it. I think I think that's cool, too. But that doesn't mean that you still quit on your dream. You just have to rethink what your dream looks like. Okay. The other thing is for those of you who are going to stay in the path of entrepreneurship, 
I can't tell you. I quit every couple days. Because <laughs> I'd be like, yo, this is crazy. What was I thinking? Like, I'm tripping. But for what it's worth, you learn very quickly that by not quitting, you will continue to figure it out. And that's what makes entrepreneurship so exciting to me and so challenging. So if you're somebody who likes, you know, the challenge and you like to figure things out and you like that every day is not the same, entrepreneurship may be the thing in spite of its even financial inconsistency because, oh boy, let's talk about that. It's not for the people who are not okay with being rich one day and broke the next. Okay, so if you really have to have a check coming in consistently, you might just want to keep a job and do the entrepreneur thing on the side. But for what it's worth, you know, entrepreneurship is something that is fulfilling for somebody like me. It allows me to be creative and it allows me to be free um, in my own head. And that's not to say again, because I said all the time, not to say I won't ever go back and work for another company or organization. But for where I am in my life right now, entrepreneurship has given me the energy that I've been trying to find for a very long time because of its many facets and because of how I'm able to help others. I realized when I hired my first employee the other week, I was like, man, I can't believe I just did that because now I am able to help somebody. And it may not be, like I said, it may not be a whole lot, but the fact is I can help somebody. I can help put food in their belly, help them pay their phone bill, help them, you know, get an outfit or two. That was powerful in itself. And realizing that I realized the bigger impact that I was having on society um, and not just through having a purpose professor as a social entrepreneurship endeavor because 9% of my net profits go back into the first gen community, but it's definitely something that I'm able to employ other first gens. Um, the young lady who works with me now, she is, and I've not worked for, she works with me. Let me get that right. Um, she is a first gen and my podcast editor is a first gen. Now my uh, tax prep attorney, he ain't attorney. I'm tripping. My tax um, accountant, he's not first gen, but I met him and he's incredible. Young black male out here getting it. Very professional, handles it. And I was like, yo, I just, I couldn't resist. And so even when in what I'm doing, I'm able to employ people who were like me or come from a background similar to mine. And that is empowering. Had I quit, I would never come to this vision. Had I quit, I would have never come to this space. Had I quit, I would have not built relationships, found my space, left room for change. I wouldn't be able to understand my investments, know what accountability means, consistency. I wouldn't be consistent. I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't have known to clap for my damn step. So I just went through all my lessons again because it all comes back around to don't quit. And so for those of you who out here trying to get it, gonna get it, gotta get it, nonprofit, for profit, however you're getting it. Like I'm, I'm here for it and I'm proud of you and I'm wishing you the absolute best of luck in everything that you're doing going forward. So yeah, y'all, um, I may have talked a little longer than I expected today, but again, it's been three years and I'm actually thinking that what I want to do is make this an annual show. So on the 15th of May or year, I'll come back and give you whatever lessons I have learned since, or, you know, give you the nuggets from the past year, but the past three years have been incredibly exciting, um, for me. And so I want to thank all of you who have been on this journey who have watched me start and stop projects and start them again and see others flourish. Like, who? <laughs> what you got going on? Are you doing this? Are you doing events now? What you got? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep figuring it out. And I know a part of me figuring it out and I try to be very transparent about it is that entrepreneur wasn't something that I just knew I was going to do. I had a thought one day when I had decided to take off and I was like, hey, maybe I should try to work for myself. Maybe I should try to really pursue some of these things that I want to do because there's a part of me that's always felt like 
I was supposed to do something more um, than be in one space, working in one place. So I wasn't trying to rhyme, but y'all know, spit, 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 16. Um, so, um, yeah, so for me, it, you know, entrepreneurship is giving, because it gives me something that I've needed. And I can't tell you how long I've needed it, but it's feeling like a breath of fresh air. And I continue to look forward to um, Dennis Office ahead. So, yeah, so I'm going to try something new. If you are um, listening to the show for the first time, if you've gotten to the end, thank you. I love you, Yvonne.com. Um, I want you all to be sure to join the First Gen Lounge family. Um, go to www.thefirstgenlounge.com. Scroll to the bottom and, you know, submit um, your information to become part, part of him. And that's essentially being on the mailing list. Right now, there's over like, 500 of us. And so I'm just continuing to build because what's going to be happening, I'm going to go ahead and drop nuggets since this year three. The First Gen Lounge is going to start hosting events. Yes, yes, yes. Drum roll. Can y'all hear that? Okay, yeah, I ain't doing the sound effects. I just do me. So, yeah, so I'm going to start doing events. So, the first year lounge presents. So, I want y'all to be able to know about that. So, please jump on the mailing list and find out about that. And also, the book, 1865. Go ahead and cop that. Um, tell somebody about it. Share about it. Because I appreciate it and definitely want to continue to inspire others through their own journey of adulting and figuring out what everything means in this thing we call life. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but, like, the neighbor's tweaking right now, like... I wouldn't want to record it in a day, though, right? Yeah, so um, anyway, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Um, continue to be great in all that you do and keep pressing forward. I'm out. Peace.